Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. This is the campus of a university in Dakar. What we're hearing is the hunt for a homosexual. A horde of angry students elbow their way into the hall of one of the faculties, trying to capture a man accused of being gay, violently shouting no to homosexuality. It's 2016, and the video was shared on social media and picked up by the local TV channel, Seni News. In Senegal and around the world, homosexuality is associated with feminine traits. This puts pressure on young men to play a role, to try to be the better, stronger man. The kind that could never be accused of being gay. Welcome to Cry Like a Boy. I'm Daniela Lavario, and we're in Dakar, the capital of Senegal, in West Africa. Cry Like a Boy is an original Euronews series and podcast that explores how the pressure to be a man can hurt families and societies. Stay with us as we travel across the African continent to meet men who defy centuries-old stereotypes. Bonjour, c'est Junior. My name is Junior. I'm 25 years old and I'm still studying. I'm still doing my studies in communication, from which I'm trying to graduate in December in communication and marketing. Junior is very polite, kind, and a bit shy and reserved. We meet in a cafeteria in Mermoz, a neighborhood on the west coast of the city. We're early, so there aren't many people around us. His appearance is very ordinary, as if in that normality he wanted to go unnoticed, to hide. He's smiling as he explains what he does, but he hesitates when pronouncing his name, because it's not his real name. It's a name he has chosen to protect himself, because he's about to tell us something he cannot talk about openly in Senegal, a story that is even a secret for his own family. Nobody, nobody knows it, and I don't dare to tell it. Why don't I dare tell them? Because if I do it, then it will create more problems, a total rejection. And even if I become someone, they will reject me. Junior is gay. In Senegal, gay men are called gorgigan, a pejorative term used to belittle their masculinity. He has known he's gay since he was a teenager, but it took him a long time to come to terms with that part of what he is. I was with a friend and we were playing. I was living in a working class neighborhood. 
Donc on avait l'habitude de jouer entre nous les hommes. Bon. So we used to play Among Us Boys. That day, we ended up watching a film. And that film was especially exciting compared to others. That night, he went home and thought about it. And that's when he knew. I was shocked that day. I couldn't stop crying because I thought there was something abnormal, something that had just been revealed. I couldn't accept it. So I couldn't stop asking myself questions. But I was also angry at my friend. I didn't talk to him for almost two months. Junior keeps his voice down and looks around to make sure the rest of the people in the cafeteria can't hear his story. He doesn't want anyone to call him a gorge again. Senegalese professor of Pan-African Studies at Kent State University, Babakar Mbai, explains the origins of this term in Wolof, a language spoken and understood by 90% of the population in Senegal. If we just focus on the term gorge again, it is composed of two words, gorge, which means a man or man in general, and jigen, which means a woman or women in general. Uh, so gor jigen means therefore a human being uh, that has two identities, you know, two characteristics, uh, two forms of behaviors, um, two forms of self-representations, you know, uh, that combine masculinity and femininity. So men do everything they can to avoid this label. In Senegal, masculinity is performative. For example, if we look at the tradition of Senegalese wrestling, the wrestlers are almost naked. They wear traditional loincloths called ngimb. They also wear a number of amulets around their bare chests to protect them from bad luck. Rituals are an important part of the competition. And so is manliness. In the arena and under the gaze of the attentive audience, these men fight to prove who is the better, stronger man. Strength, blood, sweat and tears. That's a warrior's masculinity. that can seduce and conquer women. So for young men like Junior, being true to his own kind of masculinity is all about hiding. A man shouldn't dress like a woman, but also a man shouldn't go out with girls, as friends, and so on. But his girlfriends, they're more to lose than letting go. In Senegal, if you are openly gay, you can not only be insulted, rejected, and ostracized, but also hunted, beaten, and even arrested and imprisoned. You're not only considered less of a man, but a criminal. That's why most, like Junior, choose to stay inside the closet or to leave the country.
Why do men around the world feel the need to prove this masculinity? And why does masculinity have to be so performative? There is a kind of performativity, which means that virility only exists if it is shown. It's a kind of redundancy, but which makes all the complexity and sometimes the ridicule of having to play at being a man. That's Senegalese writer Mohamed Mbougar Sar. His book De Pure Homme, Pure Men in English, explores a big taboo in Senegalese society. Being gay. Enes Jr. tells us, in Senegal, being a man is to be physically strong, not to cry, to fight till the end, not to show vulnerability, to have a sense of honor. But above all else, it means to be the opposite of a woman, to suppress the feminine side. According to Senegalese culture, there are several labels that they impose on a man. For example, a man should not wear his hair anyhow. A man should not just dress anyhow. A man should not cry. A man should not talk like a woman. In this West African country, it has been forbidden to be gay since 1966. Being gay is very difficult because you tend to hide, to change your behavior, because people are much more radical and they are much more meaner to us, even mistreat us. I can even say that they beat us up sometimes and they torture us. And how long will this go on? How long will it go on? It has to stop. Lucas Ramon Mendoz from the International Lesbian, Gay, Bisexual, Trans and Intersex Association explains how more than half of the countries in sub-Saharan Africa have legislation prohibiting or repressing homosexuality. What we see in, in Africa still is something that Europe uh, got completely rid of in 2014. Um, a majority of countries, especially those who were British uh, colonies during uh, you know, the, the British Empire, still keep what they call sodomy or buggery laws that actually um, impose punishment on people who engage on consensual same-sex sexual acts. And the ban is not only on paper in Senegal. Arrests occur periodically, and gay Senegalese get imprisoned. Only this year, 25 Senegalese men got arrested. They were caught red-handed while celebrating a gay marriage. They could be sentenced to up to two years in prison. How long will we live in the family? Some of us are forced to leave the country. Some of us are not in good spirits. We tend to commit suicide or even to live a life of homelessness. Junior is not alone in his hiding. This happens all around the world. In at least 70 countries, gay relationships are still criminalized. This exposes millions of people around the globe to be harassed arrested, fined, or even jailed. According to a recent survey by the European Union's Fundamental Rights Agency, 
6 out of 10 Europeans are still afraid to hold a same-sex partner's hand in public. All over the world, it's still difficult to come out of the closet. You must come out! Come out to your parents! Come out to your friends if indeed they are your friends! Come out to your neighbors! Come out to your fellow workers! Once and for all, let's break down the myths and destroy the lies and distortion! I'm a homosexual, a pufter, a fairy queen. Say something! For God's sake, I know that. Am I a faggot? No. Could be gay, but you never let nobody call you no faggot. They don't do it for some of the same reasons that prevent Junior from coming out of the closet. They're afraid of being mocked, rejected, or even attacked. During the pandemic, the situation has become more and more difficult in Senegal. A series of false rumors spread on social networks blaming the gay community for spreading the new coronavirus. Here's Professor Mendoza again. Unfortunately, the rhetoric that we have seen both in state authorities and in other uh, Islamic non-governmental organizations doesn't seem to help a lot. There has been a lot of scapegoating and, you know, uh, reports saying that these organ the LGBT organizations were operating under the ground uh, and then they were complotting uh, against the government. So a lot of uh, vilification going on, which fits into the hostility that already exists uh, on the ground. And this isn't the first time. The same happened in the past with the HIV pandemic. Politicians across the country used them as a political tool as well. A few months ago, Senegal's president, Macky Sall, confirmed that the decriminalization of homosexuality is not among his short-term plans. The laws of our country are based on standards that are a compendium of our values of culture and civilization. Is the condemnation and rejection of homosexuality actually part of traditional Senegalese culture? Go to them before meant something different. Because they were men who dressed like women and talked like women, according to the research I've done. In the next episode of Cry Like a Boy, we will discuss the history of the Gorge again. Is it true that there was a time when the Gorge again were not persecuted in Senegal? To find out, we will travel. Not to another country, but rather back in time, to when Dakar was once described as the gay city of Western Africa. And even before, when the concepts of man and woman had not yet come into contact with European culture. This was Cry Like a Boy. In the next episode, we will look at Senegal's colonial past to track down the roots of homophobia. If you're new to the series, check out our story on the Abatangamucho in Burundi, a group of former violent husbands who decided to change and inspired a whole country. And visit our website for more original content, videos, and opinion pieces. I, Daniela Lavario, will see you on our next journey.
In this episode, we used music by Sahad Sar, a Senegalese artist and songwriter involved in the development of rural populations. You can check out his work at sahadpatchwork.com. With original reporting and editing by Marta Moreras in Dakar, Senegal, Marta Rodriguez Martinez, Naira Dablashian, Lilo Montalto Monella, and Arwa Barcala in Lyon, Lori Martinez in Paris, France, and Clizia Sala in London, UK. Our editor-in-chief is Yasser Khan. Production design by Studio Ochenta. Theme by Gabriel Dalmaso. Special thanks to our producer Natalia Olsner for collecting the music for this episode. For more information on Cry Like a Boy, a Euronews original series and podcast, go to euronews.com forward slash programs forward slash cry like boy to find opinion pieces, videos, and articles on the topic. Follow us at Euronews on Twitter and euronews.tv on Instagram. Share with us your own stories of how you changed and challenged your view on what it means to be a man. Use hashtag cry like a boy. If you're a French speaker, this podcast is also available in French. Dans la tête des hommes. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm.